I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. And welcome to Wheel Talk. I just wanted to let you guys know that this episode is a little bit different. Me and Ryan did a live um, a live video on Instagram and we recorded it. So there is some visual, but we actually don't talk about the visual stuff until um, later in the episode. And there's a little music break because Instagram cut out mid-sentence for me. So just be aware of that. And also there's a few glitches uh, with the audio just because we lost connection a little bit. But it's you can still understand what's going on. We appreciate you guys listening and I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. It was a lot of fun for us to do the live. Okay, so um, on tonight's hi. episode, <laughs> on tonight's episode, we're talking about uh, show, the show that you just did, and that you just did, and that I just did. <laughs> and we, okay, so me and Ryan both had really good shows this weekend. Ryan had an exceptional show. Yes. So um, let's tell us about that. I did. I just had a good show. I didn't have like an exceptional show. Okay, so this is my first time at this show. It was called the Woodland Art Fair in Lexington, Kentucky. And I sold the most I've ever sold at any show ever. I've been selling for like four years now. It's a two-day show, and I sold a little over, or right around $3,000 before any fees or taxes or um, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So it was a really good show. How much was and, the show? Oh, man. I didn't do my research on this beforehand. I would say <laughs> um, I would say it was probably between two and $300 to do. Okay, perfect. Okay. So oh, that kind of gives you a, a, a... Yeah, so it was really good. My best show before um, earlier this year was about, I think it was $1,700. And that was at okay. the Spring Pottery Fair for the Clay Alliance. And that was actually the show that I helped run as right. a chair because it's um, hosted by the Clay group that I'm a part of, the Clay Alliance in Cincinnati. And it's volunteer run and all that good stuff. So I was kind of the head of planning that. So I felt like I had some some skin in the game and how that one became successful. His um, his I would say, yeah. his, I don't know for sure. What's your normal? Your normal's like... 1200 1300 uh i don't know like i would say if it's most of the typical like one day shows that i do are like a 50 dollar booth fee or 75 dollar booth fee and i usually sell like a good one for me is about average is probably like 500 or so maybe 600 okay. um okay. and those are the cheaper booth fees so it's a little less expense and a little more informal it's not juried usually it's kind of like you apply you give them your social media handles and your website and all that kind of stuff and you get in or don't it's not like a juried process through application and all that good stuff um but uh, usually they're like this one please, was apply. Juried. please apply right and uh this one was juried it went through the whole process you know where they choose the applicants or the applications start like nine months before and or they start in January for the show in August, you know? So it was kind of one of those 
deals. And I've attended the show a couple times, which I would recommend anyone to do. If you're, before you jump into a show that you're going to pay a couple hundred bucks to get into, you should definitely attend the show. Yeah, don't do what Becca does. Um, you can do it, but you may be out some money. You may not get a feel for like the clientele. I mean, and if you can't attend the show, maybe talk with some people that are in your medium that have done the show. Yeah. Look don't at be like the, Becca. Uh, <laughs> look at the vendor list of that show and see who else is in that medium and make some new contacts. Don't be afraid to like talk to them and ask them how the show went and say you're up and coming. People are usually pretty helpful with uh, yeah. people that are coming into the game and trying to start selling and stuff. They don't usually see it's like a turf war, like, hey, there's only so many customers. You're taking my customers if you come out here. But To be clear, um, also, I've never in my whole entire life made $3,000 at a show either. So everybody that's like, oh, my God, that's a normal reaction, I feel. Yes, I was very ecstatic. And and he came out with some new products that that sold super extra well, like a slam dunk. Yes. So. I can talk about those. Yeah, let's talk. Let's hear it. Okay. So first, one thing that I do, um, not to jinx myself, I don't look at my sales throughout the day. So I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if you do that, Becca. I mean, oh, I you totally don't have a, do. <laughs> So I do not do that just because I don't want it to affect my mood throughout the day. I want to kind of run pretty unbiased and not let anything affect me. Kind of run the same attitude and the same kind of game plan every time because I think it's effective. And I check out the sales at the end of the day. So my wife, so, Rachel, uh she always checks them throughout the day just to check. She doesn't tell me, but she kind of gets it in her mind kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and, and I check my sales throughout the day because I'm in a bad mood at the beginning of the day regardless. So <laughs> it's only up from there. It can only go up from there. So, uh, But I just really enjoy the numbers part, so that's, it, it, it makes me happy. I enjoy analyzing after the fact and looking at the numbers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so new my products. newest products... It's probably mostly like one new product, but I mean, I got a new glaze too. So um, the newest product was a collaborative thing that I'm doing with a friend of ours that is a macrame artist. Um, her name's Kelty. She's the owner with husband at Kodako, which is um, here in Bellevue, Kentucky, about 10 minutes from me. And, you know, they're like a, a young, you know, married couple like Rachel and I, and they own that small business. He does woodworking and builds like tableware or uh, tables and, you know, like, um, like coat hooks and stuff out of like bourbon barrel. I don't know what the names of those kind of slats are in the bourbon barrels, but they make like coat hangers out of those and smaller side tables and desks and that kind of stuff. Right. And then she does a lot of macrame stuff, whether it's, yeah. So whether it's like, decor like above your bed, headboard kind of macrame or if it's a little decorative thing that you um, put on a wall or um, plant hangers so we collaborated on plant hangers she normally sells them at 
some more shows that we've actually sold next to them. And they, that was back in like June, July. We sold right next to them at the City Flea, which is here in um, Cincinnati, Ohio, in downtown. And they normally sell them with terracotta pots in them. So like cheap 50 cent terracotta pots. And then they put succulents in them that they buy wholesale at a place. They pay like $2 of succulent or something like that. And, or maybe less than that. And then um, they plant them all, soil and all that good stuff. And then, you know, put them with the macrame hangers and sell them that way. So uh, we decided to do a little trial run. Some of trial my, run. We did. <laughs> and we sold them at um, a show, I don't think it was last week, it was the week prior, August 3rd. Oh, yeah. At okay. the Westside Market, which is uh, one of those monthly shows here in Cincinnati that's kind of a, you know, get people out. It's a outdoor thing. It's got, you know, food vendors and uh, art people and all that good stuff. And I had about 25 there, and I think we sold maybe 20 of them. Yeah, that's what you said. So we sold 20 out of the 25. And people were buying them for 28 with the macrame and uh, my pottery. Oh, I didn't tell you the price. So the price of their terracotta ones with the hangers are normally $15. So pretty reasonable price point for people that are just kind of walking around shopping and stuff. And we were like, let's uh, – first off, the, the, the planters that I was using that was my pots, I don't – my cups never sell like these little small cups that are about, I don't know, four to five inches tall. Right, right, right. And they're maybe like eh, three inches in diameter or something like that. So they're just, you know, just basically mm -hmm. like a mug, but without a handle. So I have a bunch of those that just do not sell. I don't, and also they can't sell if they're sitting in my studio on a shelving unit. So that's part of it too. But, um, I had a bunch here, and I was like, you know what? We've got a bunch of these. Let's try these. So that's kind of the batch of pots that we used first for the trial. And actually, I had a lot of them. And then I was finding, like, these seconds pieces that I had sitting around that were, like, old stock that I wasn't selling or wasn't using. I didn't really like them a ton. And I was like, let's just use some of these. They're perfectly functional. I was like, let's drill a hole in the bottom. I love this. I love everything about this. And I was like, let's reuse this stuff that I'm, I just have no interest in, you know, giving a, you know, trying to force a sale because I know it's not selling. Like, why put things out that you know will not sell? So They know, weren't big of, pots, by the way. They weren't, like, they were, like, you Yeah, know, they're small. Two to three inches wide and maybe four inches tall. Right. So little small succulent planters. And, uh, you know, kind of gave them a second life. It was a trial, so if they sold, cool. If not, I don't care. Um, so we had 25 at that first one. Pretty simple. I drilled a hole with a diamond core bit and, uh, you know, make sure they can drain. And then I basically gave all the pots to Kelty, and she made a bunch of macrame hangers that worked with them. Some of them were varied sizes, so she kind of had to customize a little bit on the, on the macrame to make sure they fit well enough. Um, cause otherwise, you know, some of the hangers may not work as well with bigger pots or whatever. So, so that was kind of a trial as well to figure that out. 
And then, uh, yeah, I gave her a second batch about, I gave her like 45 or something here in the last couple of weeks. And she had probably like 10 days or so to get a batch of them done. And she, uh, you know, made 30 of them. I had five left over, so I had 35 with me. And we ended up selling 32 of the 35. Get out of town. <laughs> Get out of town. That is insane. Yeah. That's insane. And you know what's crazy about it is that I saw some of those and, like, they were, like, red, like, red, you know, string and stuff. And I was like, those aren't going to sell. Like, red string. And they all sold. Yeah. So, like, it, it was funny. We So, the and another thing with the first sell that we did, we were trying – so obviously it's kind of trial and error. We're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. So we were like, okay, first off, let's not stress you out too much and give you too much work to do. Right. So I was like, go ahead, just use what rope you have. Let's do, um, let's do two simple colors. You pick what rope that you have plenty of. And she decided, or we decided like, hey, let's use a cream color because it's kind of like a standard like macrame color. It's just right. very neutral. Anybody can you know, look at that or whatever. And then let's do like a gray. Uh, I figured a gray would probably go well with any of my pots and the glazes I use. So we did that. Um, From that experiment, I would say the cream sold the best out of the 20 we had. um, The remaining ones I probably had, I probably had like maybe four gray and one uh, cream left or maybe three gray and two cream left but yeah one of the purchases was a la- was a woman that bought three gray ones like at the end of the day so she bought them kind of as a set so if it wasn't for that I would say the cream was like the winner overall right so uh that was kind of our first chance to figure it out and there's so much more variation when you're talking about a glazed pot versus a terracotta pot because it's one color mm-hmm. like you know, they're kind of picking it based on the macrame color at that point, not the, not the, um, well, the, the macrame or the, the plant, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, we kind of went down that route. And then this time we were like, let's do some other colors. I was basically like, hey, can we just do three colors? Just do, let's add like a navy with a cream and the gray that we did before. So let's add three so you got a little bit more to play with and uh we'll we'll kind of gauge the three of them and then she was like okay and then she made them and she was like okay i kind of ran out of some of those so i just gave you some other colors to to try out <laughs> she was and like was good we're making did. so much we're gonna make so much money yeah we're gonna make so much money but I just so she just them. gave me some other colors and they worked out great because the perception at the end of the day was the colors that were left from that show were the gray, the cream. Well, not cream. I think all the cream sold out. But gray, white, and navy. That's all I had left. So I looked like I was supporting the New York Yankees or something with these colors. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's all I had left. So the, like, mustard color that I had, the rust, I, I called rust kind of a burnt orange color that I had. Those sold really well. Um And I think it's just based on the kind of the age group and the demographic at those shows, like what colors they're going to gravitate to. Yeah. Um, Or maybe it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, maybe it's just like, I don't care because it's macrame, it's hanging, and there's a plant in there. Yeah. 
So I think next time, kind of trial and error, we're keeping up with the numbers and keeping track of what colors are selling with a when I was keeping track of the sales, I wasn't keeping track of the pots individually because, like I said, these were just seconds pots. I, yeah. I mean, I kind of got a gauge of which pots were selling the best, like the light greens, like the turquoise and um, some of the white and blue. But it's in Lexington, so like UK, the University of Kentucky's right there, which is white and blue. So, I mean, that can skew it a little bit that white and blue is going to sell. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I kind of got some learnings there. And I think I'm definitely going to get some of those colors next time. And then they had like an army green kind of color that was really nice. It was still, it was still pretty like um, muted. It wasn't like a bright color or anything. It was pretty muted kind of fall color. People love green. So I, I think that was a good one. So we only have People one of those. Love it, green. It's so, it's so cool. I, sh I should have made note of how many of each color I had, but I mean the overwhelming looking in the bag of the few that I have left, it's, obvious that you know those those brighter colors were were good sellers so that's so cool that's some of the learning i'm so excited for you yeah it's awesome and then the way that we decided on the price breakdown so the work that i put into the those pieces you probably can't see this very well on the screen let's uh let's raise this up some so um the way the price breakdown was, like I told you, the, they were 15 for theirs originally, and we priced them at 28. So I was like, okay, what, you know, it's the same plants and all that, and then, you know, just my pottery. So I was like, I'm willing to take, you know, 14 for my, my pottery or whatever. Right. Um, so we ended up deciding... For now, we're going to split it 50% because I basically just dropped off pots to them. She had to do some experimenting with the macrame to get the right shape on some of them. She had to make all those kind of made to order. And then she took, she got all of the succulents, planted all the succulents, and I just came and picked them up on Thursday or Friday right. before the show. So I'm like, let's not make this too much of a job for you and give you, you know, a good chunk of this. So we split it 50%. I think that's fair. And I, and I told the customers that, and I think one thing I learned is to keep up with demand, I think we should up the price. I agree. I think 28 is too low. Selling 32 out of 35, like hotcakes. I was considering driving home that night an hour and a half each way, or an hour and 15 each way, to get another batch of them because they sold at a show in Cincinnati earlier uh, on Saturday as well and had some and I was like can I just get whatever you didn't sell and take with me to get more opportunities to sell more well I decided not to so that was probably the best decision because it would have been so exhausting um, yeah that's not worth it so I think I'm going to talk with them about raising the price I think we should do that and 38 38 do 38 38 bump it up from 28 to 38 that's a lot. Well, I still think it's still a trial period. I think we should do 32. I don't know. I think and then see how see how they go on 32. Because if I mean, my I regular I mean, planters uh, sell for 30. People are plant crazy. They're freaking plant crazy. 
Yeah, my regular planters that are like medium size are like the size of this bowl sell for thirty dollars. People are insane. I would never buy a planter that was thirty dollars, like ever <laughs> in my entire life. And there's nothing in it, right? They have to do all no. the planting and everything. <laughs> no. Okay, so maybe we're not um maybe we're not pricing ourselves right for the amount of time that goes into planting them and taking all that it's, work off their Yeah, it, it sounds like she does a lot of work for these. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we should up it. And she even felt bad about taking half of it because I'm out there selling it, you know. But Yeah, but you like to do that. But I'm like, you know, I want it to be good for both of us. Yeah. You know, I am selling it, and there's some time and work that goes into that, but you're also doing a lot of this work kind of made to order, and you're doing it the week of, and going out and getting the succulents that week, and planting them that week, or a couple of days before kind of thing, and lots of goes into that, too. Yeah, I've considered selling mine with plants in them, and I just can't do it. I would kill them. I killed an air plant. Like, I yeah. can't. I can't even fathom. Yeah. I, I think as long as we keep it um, good for both of us and, uh, you know, she's happy with it, we should uh, we should keep it pretty close to 50%. You know, I'd like a little more for them once I start making pots for that intention because I think they would sell for more than, you know, I think a pot itself with a plant is worth more than, you know, I was selling the pot with a plant by itself, which I sold a few of them without the macrame for 20 bucks. But I think it yeah. worked on that. So, because uh, some people were looking at them on the table, because I had the extras that I only had like 10 hangers or whatever. So, some of them were just sitting on the table and they were like, I want to buy some of these without. So, how much are they? And they weren't really priced for that. So, I just had to kind of come up with it on the fly. Oh my God, I do that every single day. How much is this bowl? $40. <laughs> and like in my head, I'm like, and, don't hesitate. Uh, don't hesitate. <laughs> love it. And uh, actually, I talked with Tanner. He was at the city flea that day selling the same thing. And he didn't have a ton of hangers for them or the ones with my pots in them. So he had some sitting out on a table and some people bought them without. And he, he did the same thing. He priced them at $20. So. We were thinking that's alike, good. I guess. Yeah, that's good. That and uh, so, so if how how would you give what? How much would you give them when they planted them and they got the succulents and all that? How much? What percentage of that twenty dollars would you give them? I was thinking about it, and I was I was. I think that well, if you're doing fifty percent at what you're selling, like with the hanger then you need to figure out what price you're, cause so if you're selling them for 28, then your pot is worth 15, is worth $14 and her macrame plus her, plus her plant, plus her work is worth $14. So you would get $14 out of that 20 and she would get six. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking around five-ish because I know the plant costs $2 in the soil and whatever. So I was like about, double-ish what the effort is, but there's no time in there, too, so probably about, that sounds good. Six dollars. I mean, you can always ask them if you, they feel that's that. a good, yeah, Fair. we haven't talked, we haven't talked about it, but I think that's a good rationale to say fourteen dollars is what I would normally get, which what I'm bringing to the table is the same thing. It's just, yeah, you're not, no you're hanger. not out of the equation at all, so. Right. 
That's fair. I like That's that. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Yay. I don't think, yeah. So the next show that we're doing is at Bellevue Art in the Park, which is right up the street from their shop, which I think is yeah. going to be a huge hit because it's going to be like, hey. Um, and I was talking them up like crazy during the show. So what my little spiel, I have little spiels with every kind of pot that people are looking at to give right. them a little more story. So usually if they're picking it up and they're looking at it, I'm like, um, so if you'd like to, you can swap any of the pieces out. If you like that pot or that plant with a different macrame, yeah. you can swap it out for a different color because, you know, certain ones look different and, you know, different decor and all that good stuff. Did that happen? And yes, that did happen. Yeah. Okay. Which is fun because it makes it more personable. It gives them a lot of more options. Yeah. And then I would say the macrame is actually made by a macrame artist in my area in Bellevue, Kentucky, really close to me. And she normally sells them with terracotta pots that, you know, like 50 cent terracotta pots and they sell like hotcakes. So we decided to collaborate and use some of my pottery with her macrame and we split the sales. So we're kind of helping both of us out. And it's been a good uh, kind of trial run in it. I just and, got an idea. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my spiel. I have an idea. <laughs> what would happen? What? Because, okay, did people seem, like, so stoked when they were, like, taking the plants out and being, like, okay, which which one do I want with, you know, with this macrame? Like, were they, like, excited to swap out and, like, find the colors that they liked the best? No, usually what they would do, so there's 10, there's 10 hanging, and they kind of get a look at what's out there, color-wise okay. and plant-wise. It's, it's a little bit higher up, so it's usually, the plant is hanging about eye level right. because of where the tent's at and how long the macrame is and stuff. So people were less likely to, like, pick them up and take them out. They kind of wanted me to do that because they didn't want it to fall and break and stuff. Yeah. So usually they would say, I want this one, and I'd be like, hey, do you like the navy with it, or would you like to see a different color? Because some of them you can kind of see in their face that they were kind of thinking about it or, you know, looking at the other colors. I'm like, you know, I pretty much have all the colors out so they can see what's good. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, if you want to swap, we can swap it, and you can kind of look and see what it looks like before you get it and that kind of thing. So, you know, that um, happened, I would say. Could you do, like, a little bit of a, like, have some already made and then to kind of, like, save on, I guess, save on, like, work for her to, like, pair these pieces with these, you know, with these, like, little plants or whatever. Not the plants, but were all the succulents the same? No, they were all different. They were all different. Like, what if you did a little, like, because Rachel's at your shows, what if she just, like, threw the succulents right into a, like, got the succulents, and they were like, hey, I want this succulent, this pot, and this macrame. No, that, didn't, that wouldn't work, I don't think, actually. I You're talking know. about to actually plant it on site when they're buying it? Yeah. Yeah, that's too much work. I don't want to do that. That's, that's too much work. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they look. Um, within the pot, but, or even, even having They look great. The, they were soil. Some people were like, are those real or are they fake? 
Oh, nice. Even if it's just like to have um, have the like the plants in the pots, and then have the macrame and be like, here, choose your pot, choose your macrame, you know, so that they can kind of like assemble it themselves to what they want. I don't know. Are you trying to cut down yeah. on the cost or the effort that goes into it? No, just so, so she that doesn't they have, have to plant them all. Oh, but they have a choice. There's no, like 30 no, no, of them, no. And there's a bunch sitting I've... out. They have a choice no, no. because I know that. I mean, I know that. <laughs> Hold the You're phone. trying to give them Hold more the choice, right? No, because you were saying, you know, hey, you can swap them out and and do, you know, you can like choose a different color macrame with a different plant. Like, what if you just had a bunch of, like, stray macrame pieces and a bunch of stray plants without the macrame, and they were like, oh, I want this color blue and this pot, and then you just, like, put it together. I don't want to be planting stuff, though. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we've moved past the planting part. Okay, tried the and plants... true is, has got it. She's saying no soil added. The customer would do that. So they basically take a, a succulent that's sitting in a plastic pot, and then they plant it themselves after the fact. You could do that, or, like, yeah, you could try that. And because, you know, people love, like, planting those little pots for some reason. And, like, so the reason I'm saying this is because in Leavenworth, there's this new store opening up. Um, if you're on here and you want to follow them, it's the Plant Ally, A-L-L-Y. And they have a new store opening up, and it's kind of like this awesome little store that they've got a bunch of little plant like a bunch of plants and a bunch of pots, like she's buying a bunch of pots for me. And then they have a bathtub full of dirt and people come in and they plant their own pot in the, in the store. And then they like, and then they pay for it there. And it is so popular. Like this, this like whole like business model of like making it yourself and like, leaving the work out, you know, leaving the work to the customer. Yeah. Cause they enjoy it. Like, especially plants for some reason, people really enjoy the whole process of planting. And I'm not saying you have to you have the plants. plant some of them and give them. Oh the yeah, option. totally. Totally. Absolutely. Like you would plant. And I mean, I don't even know if this would work, but like you would plant like 12, 15 of them and hang them up as examples. And then you could have like plant, pot macrame in a row and be like here and like maybe for three dollars less um assemble your own and they take it home and put the dirt in and everything like that but that way they can choose which plant which pot and which macrame they want i and don't know it sounds like more work well, than it's worth <laughs> i think it sounds like less work but it depends also, on how much Kelsey's it. working for it with her planting and how, yeah. Right. And I mean, she, they gave me the, like the place they get their stuff. I don't want to like undercut them on that part of it, but we can like see, I mean, I'm, I see kind of how they look when they get the pots. It's an option. How would you price that differently then? So let's say we know. do the 30. I mean, I would, you know, you could together. not how even, would you price it. You could not even price it differently because some people are just really picky and they want to have their own way. But also, oh, like they were so selling. It's, so it's it's the same price because they get more of a custom thing. Right. 
Okay. So it's not like, oh, I'm doing the work that See? you would be doing, so it's cheaper. You get you get at the same price because you get the option to pick exactly what you want. Yeah, the predefined totally. Thing. Yeah. See, look, tried and true. She's a plant lady. See, she says, I'd be all about that because I'd be most concerned with which plant I'm getting. Pot would be second and macrame would be third. So it kind of like adds to this whole like do it yourself, like, people feel like they have this option. And I'm not saying it would sell better because it sounds like they sold really well. But if you're giving people the choice to like, hey, if you want to put this pot in this macrame, you know, you're already halfway there. Even if you already planted the pots and you had them planted within the pots and just had the macrame laying to the side and said, hey, oh, you like this plant in this plot that's already planted and you like this blue macrame, okay, we'll put that together and we'll put it in the bag, you know? You know what I'm saying? Nice. Okay. And then they get their own soil and stuff. No, if they no. need more soil. If they need more soil, but like that's even if she did, if she did go ahead and plant all of them, you could do it that way too. And then just have like all of your colors hanging up and say, Hey, these are all the colors that we have. Choose your options, you know, choose which plant plus like plant inside of pot you have and Right. which macrame color you ha you want, you know? Yeah. I think I'm trying to think back to the interactions and whether people were more specific about the pottery. I would say the, the shape of the pot, the pot was kind of what they were drawn yeah. to more so than like, there's a lot of cups that had slip on them that had, right. Of course, different colors, but some of them had slip. Some of them had the little glass drip. They didn't notice as much of that, more so than just the color of the pot as a whole. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, the whole thing looks good as one. So I think pairing the color of the pottery with the um, macrame, I don't know what their order would be. I would say probably the macrame color, then the Not if plant, you like plants. And then the, and then the pottery. Yeah. I would say the pottery was third, but maybe not, depending on the customer. Yeah, I mean, I would think, I think that, like, if there's one thing I've noticed about this year, selling plant snakes, is that people freaking love plants. Yeah. Like, that's what they're about, is the plant. All right, so it sounds like we've got another experiment to do. Yeah. Hey, Kelty, save some time on planting those. Give me another you know, 15 of them, and then we'll check out, you know, just my pottery with the plant and then just make the hangers that you would normally make, and we'll uh, let them Totally, and she can make the hangers in advance, and she can still buy the plant. <laughs> she knows which plants to buy and everything like that. She could still buy the plant, and then, um, and then she's still got that 50%, you know, um, it's still fair. She's still going saves out and buying time. the plant and putting the it effort in. It saves her a little time with the soil. and. It saves her time. Yeah. I don't think your percentages should change at all. Like, make it so that the percentages are still fair. But, yeah, yeah I mean, why not, I love right? That, saving it, her effort, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it just sounds like she's putting a lot of work into it. Whereas you did put a lot of work into it, but, like, it's not as upfront, per se. Right. Um, but you will, if these start to sell, then you're going to start making pots you know. specifically for that. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then maybe you can consider if they sell the same, if you just make one glaze, or if they, you know, then you can really start to figure out what is selling. Like if it's the plant, if it's the pot, if it's the combination, like if you put all white pots in there, like would they sell the same, you know, or all black or what have you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, totally. The sky's the limit here. I like all the testing and the options are awesome. Yeah. So this is definitely going to be some uh, work in progress. We're gonna we're shooting for the next show to be September nine uh, September seventh, right up the street in Bellevue, uh, Yay, Kentucky. It's gonna be great. So we're gonna uh, and I love talking other people up too. So it's nice to like talk them up. I it wish I had so more business nice. cards. I did not have more business cards to give in every purchase like I needed to. I only had two of them, so I wrote their name on some of them, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, they so definitely need as many as many business cards as they can. I yeah, feel like that's with, the funnest same part. Same with mine. Like, I need to give them, you know, I was like, next time I see you, I'm getting, like, a stack of 75 or 100 business cards. Like, give yeah. them my way. I feel like you can yeah, only sell yourself I, so much because, like, I can say all the best stuff about me. But if someone else says really good stuff about me, then they're going to be like, oh, man, if this person thinks that highly of the, them, then, you know. Totally. I think that, um, oh, huh. Um, sorry. Uh, I think that, like, we always say up in, in Art in the Park that we should just switch booths and sell for the other person next to us because we'd probably sell so much more <laughs> because we like all Love of our it. stuff. Yeah. Also, I don't know when the Instagram is going to end, if it's still an hour. It says one twelve on my thingy, but I didn't take note of when we started. I think we started probably about five after. Okay. Cool. Timer's weird on there. Yeah. So what about your show? How did your, uh, was there some learnings that you had? Okay, <laughs> my show was good this 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 week. It was, I think, um, I've been going through some health issues, and um, just more like fatigue, like extreme fatigue, and um, I'm finally kind of like getting over that. And so, like going into the weekend, I was a little bit more amped, and I also on Friday morning took a caffeine pill, and I was late. And then a friend helped me, like, set up because I was so late and um, because I pulled an all-nighter this last week. Well, right. kind of kind of two, actually. And um, What is an all-nighter for you? Till 6 a.m. Okay. Is that an all-nighter for you? I've never done an all-nighter, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> two, in the, two in the morning, I don't know. <laughs> no. It's like once you pass 4 a.m., that's when you're, like, screwed on the whole sleeping front. Yeah, I've never had that much of an urgency to get anything done. Because <laughs> I have lucky, to do that. Lucky you. For um, now, I guess, until I have to. Um, so, anyway, I was, like, all hyped up on caffeine. 
and like setting up and so I was like having a good time and like my energy is up and I cannot tell you how much your energy affects the shows that you do it is incredible I think because like doing a show every weekend I've um you know my energy has been pretty low and I just don't engage with the customers as well I'm not like happy I probably look like I'm a total bitch and like <laughs> You know, <laughs> there's like a lot of different things. But anyway, Saturday, Friday wasn't that great. It was like, whatever. And I was like, it's fine, whatever. Like, I'll be, it'll be fine. And I was like, hopefully Saturday is pretty good. And then Saturday ended up being great. And like, not, not like super. Did you turn it on? And did you like rebound from Friday? Did you know you had to kind of put your game face on kind of thing for the next day and wipe off Friday? No, I Days don't actually affect me until Sunday. So up in uh, up in Leavenworth, we you kind of have to have that mentality of like, okay, this is the weekend. You know, it's like the whole weekend. It's not just a day. So um, I Friday I did just a little bit below my average, which is like 300, 350 is my average on a Friday, and I think I did like 260. So I wasn't like too far off, but. Um, Hold on. So I wasn't like too far away from what my average was, so I wasn't really disappointed at all. And then, um, and then Saturday just ended up being there was like, it was kind of really slow at the beginning of the day, and then all of a sudden it just like kind of got crazy around like three o'clock, which was like great. And, um. I sold a bunch of garden sticks. You know, it's not like I sold anything different. I think I, you know, like I sold one of my geometric mugs, which was really awesome. And yeah. on Saturday, which helped. I had a lot of sales that like were above or like were above $50 on Saturday. So that was awesome. kind of great. And, um, and then on Sunday, we got to the park on Sunday and I, had planned on doing like a sale on Instagram of like five of the mugs that I hadn't sold yet. And then I, um, so you did that while you were at the show. Yeah. I, well, okay. Cause here's the deal. Sunday mornings in Leavenworth are like so slow. Like, like we church all traffic just like, slow. yeah, yeah, exactly. Church traffic slow. So it's like everybody's at church and we all know it. And, everybody's trying to find breakfast and they don't want to be in the park, you know? And so that was fine. So we know that. And so at nine 30, I did my sale on Instagram. And then all of a sudden, like the swarm of people, I literally, Ryan, I had a line. I had a line of six people inside my booth <laughs> waiting to get stuff. And I was to like, get to check out or to, I, oh, to see what other people are looking at and get no, to, the to check out to like, they had stuff in their hands to like buy. And, awesome. um, and meanwhile, I'm doing the sale and I sold four mugs. So I'm like trying to check people out and then I'm trying to like manage Instagram, which I hate doing it anyway. And I told, I told somebody, I told a bunch of the people that were in line, I was like, I've never really had a line before. And I was like, I think the universe is like, Oh, we know you're doing a sale online. Like be present bitch. And, and so that's, that was my, uh, that was my 
like synopsis of what was happening on Sunday morning. Uh, but right. it was just so crazy. And there was just a really good reception. I had a super great kiln load um, that came out. And yeah, uh, all your stuff coming out recently is coming out more one-off pieces. They're not, they're not the tried and true, like, red glaze and blue glaze i'm sure you still have those but you're doing some more variation and one-off colors that i don't actually i don't have those i'm i've like just said screw it really i've i've said screw it to the to the single color glazes because so you need to share that more (laughs) because i don't know that i just assume you're still doing business as usual over there no i um i kind of have like in that's why also why this year, I feel like every single year I've tried something new. So I've, I've never, you know, lots of artists are like, well, last year was better for this. And I'm like, well, last year was better than this, but I'm doing something completely new, right? Like I dropped word mugs. I dropped like, I, at the beginning of the year, I tried to make, you know, like aqua black and white mugs. And then, and I was just like, this is dumb. And then what changed it is we got a bunch of color samples on all those pieces that we extruded and I was like I never even knew that these colors were possible you know like some of them and so then I and then Andrew my best friend was like dude you need to start making some of these like if you're not some of those colors yeah yeah he's like if you're not going to make word mugs which were my money maker last year if you're not going to make word mugs, you need to make freaking bomb-ass mugs. Just regular mugs that are freaking cool. And then Somebody said R.I.P. word mugs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Jen. She's my, she's my out-of-state best friend. <laughs> um, but also my, my OG best friend. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> um. So anyway, so I, he was like, you need to make some cool mugs. And now I've also been extru- I've been um, pugging all my clay. So now I'm making mugs that are 16 ounces instead of 14 ounces. And so that's changed. And so the size difference has changed a little bit because they're much bigger. And, um, I, the, and mostly, actually, I haven't gotten a ton of response on the – Leavenworth front as much as I have on the online front for the mugs because the glazes are so much better and uh, like you know the people in Leavenworth they've seen they're seeing them for the first time which there is a good response but it's not like oh this is so much better than what you were doing (laughs) you know (laughs) it's not people that are following me And, oh, and also, I have been starting to sell more of the jewelry for the Simply Saito line. That's great. I think I sold, like, seven, yeah, I sold, like, six pairs of earrings this week and, like, one necklace. And those are all, like, 30 bucks. So it's, like, you know, um, it's just those little things that are happening and, I don't know. It's just been really good. The, there's been a lot of like positivity, I guess, around it. And it's just yeah. been. So, oh, I never even said how much I made this weekend. I made $1,500. And then after the check, I will make 
1225. That's what I'll go home with. So, um, I get charged 20% for mine. Where, so I essentially paid the same amount that Ryan and that's paid because for That's because they handled the point of sale and basically that's right. kind of like your fee to be there, sort of. Exactly. They handle the point of sale and do all the taxes and then I get a check and then get a 1099 at the end of the year. So. Right. Yeah, I have to handle all that myself. Yeah, and that's kind of like the benefit of art in the park. But, you know, I just talked to somebody today who does the same type of show, and he just pays $900 for the season to be in all the shows, like up front. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big commitment to do that kind of, those kind of shows, though, because it's every weekend. <laughs> that's your life every weekend. It is. Yep, and I'm sure for his shows, they're not as flexible. Um, our director is extremely flexible. If, you know, something happens, you know, like, Mary, I can't make it, she's like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, she's like, whatever. So. Right. Yeah, that's good. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of stoked about it. And uh, Ryan had, like, messed, texted me, and he was like, we should do, we need to talk about the shows because I'm so amped. <laughs> and it's like, um, you know, like, what do you do after a show that you've made, like, that much money on? Like, how do you keep it going, I guess? Yeah. You know, what What are you – have you been selling those stripey mugs yet? Nope. I had – so it, it's really cool because, you know, when you see people in person, there are some people that follow you on Instagram or whatever, and they say – say that to you and you know they want to chat about clay i had some people that were saying you know i just got a wheel and starting to get into this thing i'm starting to use mudworks glazes and it's really tough to figure out where to go with it and you know they're kind of talking to me about that or you know they follow me and they want to know about the glass mugs and how that works yeah and that kind of thing so it's it's really fun to talk about that kind of stuff and uh I talked with one of the jurors that follows me or is, um, you know, he's a woodworker that I, I follow as well out of Georgetown, Kentucky. And he was like, yeah, I, I just saw you making these stripe, those stripe stuff. And it's just amazing to see that process of just the satisfaction yeah. of seeing, the, seeing those. And he was like, I was hoping you were going to have some. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still working through some of the colors and stuff. I don't know if I'm just being too um, reluctant with just, doing it but i want to make sure that the work i'm putting in like right now you've seen i've been carving these mugs and it takes a lot of time to carve these so i don't want to waste that time by putting a glaze on it it's going to look like crap so oh, that's kind of the sure. stage i'm at and i want to make it worth it to where when i put something out it's going to be good quality i mean i'm fine with testing some things but when i'm putting this much work into individual pieces and this is a new line of work for me i want it to look really good and I want the uh, craftsmanship to be there, and I want the value to be there so that when people are going to pay for it, it makes sense why it's, you know, way more than a typical mug that I make. Yeah, why so. price? No, I think that's, I think that's very uh, self-controlling of you, which I admire. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. But 
I'm not you, as we all know. So um, we'll see. I'm going to try to have some out for that, that September show. Because, you know, I want to have a batch of 20 or, a 20 or more right. or something like that of the pieces. And I want to have... I want to have some mugs, hopefully, and some cups. I have a lot of cups built up so far. I've got maybe 25 cups or something like that. And I've got some in yeah. a bisque kiln that are, that are uh, going to be fired here this week, probably. But uh, And getting these mugs done by September 7th, like, maybe a little bit of a task because I want to dry them slower. But, you know, we'll see. I don't know if I'll have another bisque load to fill before then. So I might, you know, we'll see. But... Yeah, it's just, there's a lot of uh, ways this can go good and ways it can go bad if I, I don't want to waste my time on some of these pieces, but. Totally. I feel you. I am one of those people that waste a lot of time with tests and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> and then it never does. I'm like, okay, well, that failed. Okay, on to the next one. Do you kind of retrospect at the end of the Leavenworth season to say, like, what, you know, look at your numbers of, like, what kind of sold? Because that's a great sampling for you because it's every weekend, it's three days, it's all throughout the summer, so you get a great number of, you know, data points to look at to see, like, what's worth keeping and not and all that kind of thing or is that too I analytical love, for you i love how you're assuming i even keep track of what sells <laughs> i keep track of everything like, you like, keep track of you nothing <laughs> no that's not true i do keep track of one thing and that is numbers i um i have a little black or brown leather book that has all of the numbers of all the sales that I've done. So all the numbers um, of total, like the end of the show sales or like as people the, pick things up, you write the number of like how much that cost. Uh, as people buy stuff, I write the number of their tickets, like how much their ticket costs. And okay. everything that I have has a very specific price point. So, like, if I have a number in the book that says 17, I know that that was a wine glass. If I have a number in the book that says 18, I know it was either a sponge holder or three pinch pots. Um, you know, if it's 23, then I know it was a mug. If, you know, like, there's certain numbers, and I have an extremely good memory for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I just, what I do during the show is I... Um, when I get my tickets back, because we write all of our, our all of our totals on a ticket, and then we send them to the cashier, and then the cashier totals it up. Um, so when I get my tickets back, I put down all the 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 like totals of the tickets, and then I add it up, and that's my total for the day. So I'm like I'm like 20% uh, there. Yeah. So. Um, but it would drive but, you crazy to keep track of everything. So if it it's not oh your game, God. you can I couldn't do you it. know I couldn't do go it. about what I'm you like, what you know and all that. I like I don't know. I just feel like I do I it mostly so for glaze colors things. and seeing seeing what types yeah, of forms sell. Yeah. Like that's see kinda if I was selling I really if like. I 
if I was selling on Square, it'd be a hell of a lot easier, right? Because I'd just have it in there. Like, you know. Exactly. That's what I do. But but I'm not. I'm not selling on Square. And I considered it. I considered, you like, You would have build... to manually put it, put stuff in. Right. And I considered even it tracking and... it on Square um, to see. But it's still, it's still, it'd be so hard. And I just don't really want to even... Can we talk about yes. how stoked I am about our like logo and also our potential new business card stickers? Yes, those are awesome. I got a few comments back or a few DMs that was like, that is so cool. Right? Either Josh? with our thing or with the one that you sent that is mine. I think I look creepy a little bit, but I'm you fine don't. with it. You, d- you definitely it. 100% don't. And I um, also okay, really cool. like how yours looks all business-like and mine looks like it's like, hey, <laughs> I'm yellow. Hey there. Uh, no, I no, I have not considered doing limited edition holiday-based or themed mugs, and I'll tell you why. I don't know when holidays are. I never have, and I probably never will. <laughs> and, I mean, the fact that I just ordered a shit ton of pumpkins because fall's coming up is a blessed miracle. And it's only because I have people behind me saying, hello, get those pumpkins. Um, I would not get done with them until a week before Christmas. Guaranteed. So, I just don't plan ahead that well. That's not in my wheelhouse. This is Becca. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I just am so bad at, at, at that, that whole thing. I, like, Easter, I was like, I got eggs. And my friend was like, you only got 12. <laughs> I'm like, so? <laughs> I got a few. Like, you're going to need more than 12. <laughs> I'm like, well, fine. I'm going to fill a carton at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm sure that the more I have the Paint Your Own Pot Studio, the better I will be at planning. Yeah. Someone asked how the podcast is going. It is going because we have recorded like five-ish episodes. If you include this one, I want to say six. Yeah. And has um, Becca edited them all? No, we've only edited two. But I'm slacking really bad, too, because I We're still off. have yet to pay for and get the hosting figured out. But we're figuring that out. Yeah. I was making a bunch of money this weekend, so it kind of got put on the back burner. Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, Ryan, for figuring out your priorities. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I Same thing for me. Yeah, so... Is it is it kind of becoming a ritual a little bit where you set aside some time Friday night to do it or Saturday when you're in Leavenworth to? Yeah, it has. And then the last couple of weekends, my ritual has been squashed. So, um, right. And I, I forgot. We're ahead my, of the game. Yeah. Um, I forgot my like earphones this time too. So that, that also didn't help. Um, so, yeah. 
But yeah, every Friday night I usually, and the next Friday I'll be able to do two, you know, if I prioritize it, and, which I will, and uh, go to go get dinner and, and edit two. Now that I've got the the ropes figured out, it's gonna go so fast for editing. It's not even gonna be an issue. And I'm so glad you're doing that. Yeah, see, we have, we definitely have our strengths, right? I design and I edit. <laughs> and Ryan does everything that involves planning. Planning, what we're going to talk about, which is usually, you know, about five hours prior, we're just like, hey, what's an idea you want to talk about? Yeah. And, and then a lot he of times does it notes. Just comes up in the last, like, couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. Or the last couple days, maybe, or earlier that day, so. Yeah, and a lot of people have been doing podcasts. I feel like there's a lot of podcasts coming out, like the um, the Boldly podcast, which I did listen to finally. I love yes. it. I the giggles, all the giggles in that podcast are just my favorite. Um, yeah. The girls that do it, the ladies that do it, are just so. You can just tell they just love life, and um, yeah. And then Ryan's podcast, which I really enjoy too. I've listened to every single one of those. I'm going to be on it on Tuesday. Which is called? That one's called Clay is a four-letter word, and I really enjoy that one, too. Um, cause just because kind of it's more like bullshitting around and just talking, and, and that's my style of podcast. I like natural flow. And that's actually the same way Boldly is, too. They're, very, they're a little bit more structured. They're more like you, and Ryan's definitely more like me. So... Ours will be the, I think ours will kind of be a mix <laughs> of those. Yeah. But also and we're ours, talking to each other. Exactly. Ours so far is just the two of us. So it's, it's different than the others because it's not interview style. Right. It's just us talking about a topic that we think we have a certain perspective on and want to share some things that maybe newcomers or experienced people that, you know, have a perspective on it challenge us. I don't care. Yeah, totally. We don't know, we don't know everything, but we're just interested in uh, chatting it up and getting yeah. the conversation going. And, you know, you do you do part-time, I do full-time, so it's uh, it's it's two different perspectives. Um, we're both in it the same amount of years. Um, and that's kind of cool. We're both the same age, me and Ryan. So um, yep. I think, wait, am I one year older than you? I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 29. So I'm one year older than him. But, um, you know, kind of, he's at a different stage of his life than I am, but we're both the same age, you know. He's got, like, a wife and cats and a job, and I have, like, nothing, none of that. Um, I have cats. You have cats? <laughs> I have you cats. You have more cats than I do. I do. Which means my ratio is higher, which is a problem. Um, but yeah, no, three I, on one. three on one, I feel like we're a pretty good pair for that. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of, uh, format options to play with and, you know, maybe there will be some interviews in there with yeah. some people that have certain expertise that we do not, and we would like to learn about or share with others as well. Because, you know, it's kind of unknown or, yeah, you know, there's so much to learn. So much, so much to learn. 
I just, I'm really enjoying it, you know? Let's see. So there's a question about the mugs. These are still kind of in flight of what I'm going to glaze them exactly. I still need to mix up a batch of clear glaze that I got from Rebecca Graves because I think I have all those materials. So I'm going to mix up a batch of that to try it with just clear as well as some of the other colors that I already use. And I found some that I like and I can show you some samples, but they will definitely have some kind of glaze on the outside. I'm worried that they're too sharp if I don't glaze them. So that's can kind of my concern. Can you just do a quick sand? Actually, I was talking with uh, one of the the jurors at the show this weekend that was like, you should try sandblasting them, and it'll soften the sides and whatnot. I was like, I don't have that kind of equipment, but that's a cool idea. And I know Sunshine Cobb's, you know, sandblasts her pots and I stuff. I mean, or just take a freaking sanding sponge and sand it. <laughs> Like, yeah. really quick, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could try it. It might feel a little chalky, but we'll see. Um, here are some of the tests that I have so far. This one's kind of a honey-ish color. That one's my favorite. Is it? Okay. Th that's like a thin dip, and then this one on the other side is like a thicker dip. Either is fine. Either is fine. So that's a little more of a kind of light-colored... I think my favorite's the white. Here's the white. Oh, I do like that one. That one's good. I like the thin like tip of the white. This really down here. It almost looks yeah. clear, actually. But it adds a little like bit it. of a matte surface to it. So yeah. I like the matte, matte white. Um, the Juicy Turquoise is good, too. Yeah, that, that one's one. good. So you can still see the black. And then I, I like, like the, the Joe's Green, too. It covers it up some. But... Yeah, I don't like but it. But I still like it. Boo! If it's thin, if it's thin enough. But <laughs> boo. Boo. So it's going to be a lighter colored gamut with these, uh, with these, I think. Which yeah. will make them pop, though, because the black will, black will pop on the light color. Yeah, I just uh, think it's really important to not lose the integrity of the carving, you know? Which is hard to... Yeah. Because some of them just, up. some of them just cover it up. Yeah. Like, here's a floating blue. This one kind of breaks on it. You can see some of the texture, but you can't see the carving color. Like, the black, you kind of lose that. And then, like, here's, you know, that new kind of red copper that I got. That's kind of cool. It's nice, but, but, you know, you can't really see the carving. I mean, you can see the carving in the divots, but you can't see the black. The black does nothing on this. I wonder I wonder if you could um I wonder if you could like glaze it and then wipe it off so that it's just in the divots. I could do that. That'd be interesting to but, see a test of that. Like with the juicy mm -hmm. turquoise or something like that. Yeah. And then I got a there's something that uh, Jason Burnett talked about at his uh, workshop that he does on some of his pots that's, I want to say it's just soda ash and boiling water. 
and he like okay. does a certain mixture and you know mixes it and dissolves in the water and then he just does a light wash on it oh and it gives it like enough of a flux that it gives it like a nice coating like it's a glaze but it's on the outside of pots you can do that with gersley just gersley and water so, so i might try that Try it, try Gersley too. Yeah, try it with Gersley. Just try it. That's what um, Val puts on the outside of her word monks, and I've done it. I um, dipped. All, I did a bunch of ornaments a long time ago, like little snowman ornaments, and I just dipped them in Gersley, and they turned out great. How uh, like fifty percent kind of thing? Uh, yeah, like thinner, thinner as a more than thicker. So I think I okay. just put like, I just threw in a bunch of Gersley and then thinned it out real well. Yeah. So these are these are definitely testing and we're figuring out the the options. I don't know. It's it's gonna ultimately come down to what is worth the time and how much goes into it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the idea of having to boil water and mix a batch when I'm gonna use it. Right versus having something that's liquid and I just need to stir up. So that's probably going to play a factor if I try that. Yeah. And I don't currently use clear glaze, so that's currently a roadblock for me because I've got to mix it up. Yeah. It's always good to have a good clear glaze on hand, though, honestly. But I feel like all a lot of my forms are basic, that I, I need something. I'm just saying, just in case, but, it's like, it's like having, it's like having two bottles of water in your car that you never drink, but just in case you get in a crash, like, <laughs> like it's there. <laughs> okay. It's just good to have in your back seat, you know? Yeah. And also, I got two new assistants Ooh. that will be splitting time here, starting, when well, I'm starting tomorrow. So, first day of school over here tomorrow. And that, that should be fun. exciting. Your first day of school over there is Tuesday? I'm talking about for this, the assistant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> did you... We started on, like, Wednesdays sometimes. I mean, I just feel school. like Tuesday's really weird. I feel like if it was a Wednesday, I'd be like, whatever. But. Or Friday. Like, sometimes you start on a Friday. It's like, what's the point of even starting? Yeah, right? It's like, okay, we have a day, and then we're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, that should be fun. We're trying to figure out divvying up tasks and, you know, I haven't had an assistant over here since probably June, so I've actually held off my clay for that long because I've been working on some glazing a lot more in the last couple months, I would say. So, Are you saying that because um, you didn't have an assistant, you haven't been weighing out your clay? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I've done the exact same thing. Um well, I've just shifted funny. priorities. Like, I started having more shows, so I was like, hey, I need to glaze a lot more pots and have more stock. So I kind of use that as an excuse, I guess. But 
Yeah. Um, I was also stocking up on some inventory of clay that I still had wedged. But yeah. I hate wedging so much that I would rather pug a fresh new bag of clay and pug it out and then measure it than I would rather wedge it. <laughs> like, then I would, I don't even wedge my clay, then I would weigh it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I feel like it's a total waste of my employees' time to weigh out my clay, so I, I just do it, and I don't know why. You know, I started, uh, I stopped having... Uh, my old assistant, Amy, wedged the clay. So if it's, like, less than three pounds, I don't have her – I didn't have her um, wedging it. I would yeah, just, just weighing it out and putting just it Just slam wedge it or something? Or yeah. Well, no, if it was, like, a pound or whatever, she would just put it into a ball and, you know, put it into the, the bin or whatever. Oh, yeah. I teach him – And I would just wheel wedge it, so – and she's probably weighed out so many pounds of clay that it, she gets pretty close anyway. Like, I teach my assistants or my employees to just, if they have multiple pieces, then they just slam it against the table so it kind of gets itself incorporated and then put it into a ball. And that's our version of wedging. Yeah. So, yeah, that should be fun. And we're going to split up the tasks. I think... And actually, I think I found with these new cups, I think I'm going to have uh, have them do some of the underglazing on here for me, or the slip application. I think that's very smart. Because it does take a lot of time. A lot of time. I wonder if you could, like, oh, no, oh, no. I wonder if you could, like, spray those on, like, spray the underglazes on so it's, like, an even application. And it was quick, you know? Well, that would, that would work for the cups, but not, like, the mugs. Oh, because you go around the handle. The handle's not black? No, the handle's not black. So when are you going to say screw it and make the handle black? I would have to carve the handle if the handle was black. No, you wouldn't. That is uh, false. That's, like, 100% false. I mean, I wouldn't have to, but... I mean, you're not carving the... Not glazed handle. I know. Try, try but, one but if with it's, a black handle. But if it's black, it's going to be too much black. It might not be. We'll see. Try I, one with I a black handle. I find it a little Just difficult one. to avoid, but... Yeah, I suppose once it's glazed, it's going to be softened enough that... the Black's not going to be so stark. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want the handle to stand out so much, but it also is white, so it kind of stands out. But I was like, are you kidding me? It's white. I don't know. It just <laughs> seems too... It seems like it's too dull because it's all black and everything else is carved, and I don't think carving the handle would add anything extra to it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I can carve the top of the handle. like. No, the... don't even carve it. Don't even carve the handle. Just make it black. You're overthinking this. It just, would look cleaner. Just do one. I want you to do one with a black handle. Okay. <laughs> do you can do that. Do you guys hear the pain in his voice when he said okay? Well, the thing is, when I'm looking at it now, I can see the spots where I couldn't get the paintbrush in there the best. 
So there's spots underneath here that are, you know, a little bit messy. Also, could, like, you underglaze, and... could you underglaze before you attach the handle? Um, I could, but it would be harder to put the handle onto underglaze parts. Or, I mean, I guess if I just use slip, it's not a big deal. I can put it onto the slip. Yeah. I don't know. I like to put the slip on when it's like a dry leather hard because it dries quicker. Okay. Instead of like a leather hard that's perfect for putting a handle on. Right. So okay. usually I'll put, I'll get the hand, get the body of the pot to leather hard, you know, perfect for a handle and then put that on and then I'll, you know, they can sit in damp boxes for whenever until the underglaze gets put on. Yeah. But I mean, that's possible. I like the idea of the black handle. I'm coming around to it because it would look cleaner, honestly, because the whole yeah. thing would be black. And it would be faster. But I don't know. We'll see what a final piece looks like with a white handle versus a. I mean, you could be right. Once I glaze this thing white and the handle is really white and the body of it, you know, the handle could distract from the design. I'm always right. <laughs> I'm not always right. But... Quote from Becca. I'm always right. I'm always right. No, I don't know. I mean, it could it could surprise you, right? Um, it also might be something that might be fun to do if you ended up not doing black and you wanted to explore it, you could do different colored handles, you know, too. Like, what if you did different colored clay That's handles, so you know? Mm, but. We'll see. I don't know. I think once I start adding other colors into it, then it just, it, it could go haywire because there's so many options. There's already a lot of options with the glaze color. So once I start adding colors to yeah. the underglaze that I use or slip that I use, then that even adds the options even more. And I'll I got to test everything because you know how I am. So I do. <laughs> I want it You'll to look good. I'm just going to one off pieces and see how it turns out but I don't know we'll see Eleven thirty here all right I think I'm gonna finish this one and then I'll probably call it because I want to go up and pay for our hosting yes do that pay for our hosting before and then before the night is over yeah pay for our hosting I'll make an Instagram Yes. And then I'll, I'm going to, maybe, I don't know if Ryan can add that to his thing. Um, because I talk about the podcast in the podcast that I'm in tomorrow. So I was like, in the podcast, I was like, maybe, oh. we'll, maybe we'll have it up by then. I don't know. but um, We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just going to make a page on my website. Okay. I can that, do the same. I was going to do probably an about page because right now my about has a blog under it, but I'll probably do about podcast. I think it's too many items in the menu to put it on the top menu, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of go I'll from probably, there. Yeah, I'll probably end up embedding, like, a player that has, you know, the list of them that 
gets automatically populated or whatever once we start getting episodes. And okay, I can maybe and then, help you with that too. Yeah, and then you'll have help. to do that on mine. <laughs> yep. And then I'll give you my login and you can just do that. You can do that. <laughs> That's your thing. That's my expertise. Yep. So. And hopefully we can splice this one together with the other if it's worth it. Yeah, it won't flow at all, but we should, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a, uh, I'll do like a, uh, an intermediate, an, an intermission, like, song in the middle. Or maybe the Jeopardy song. <laughs> <laughs> like a, Because you just get cut off mid-sentence and then... Yeah, and then we just go to a whole new conversation. It's like it never even happened. So it's like, and if you want to just hear a bunch of bullshit at the end, you can just keep <laughs> listening past this. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. I can't if wait you can for... Hear, if you want to hear all the visual stuff that we were looking at, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I can't wait for, I actually am really excited to edit the podcast on shows that I haven't gotten to yet, because I'm so stoked to put the recording at the end that's like, welcome to Five Lines Pottery. Remember, keep your hands <laughs> and feet inside the booth at all times. And remember, <laughs> it's nice to hold. But if you break it, it's sold. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and the longer you stay, the more you'll pay. <laughs> Love it. You know, one thing I'm dreading from the show, I've got so many giveaway entries that I have to, I think Rachel is going to help me with it, but put it into my mailing list. Oh, so man. I'm dreading that. But uh, I'm, I was trying to think of a way to make that digital to where the entries get accepted digitally. But I don't know a good way to do that because I don't have a second device that's connected to the Internet. I know. it'd be Well, you do you have an iPad? You could just have them um, put it in a spreadsheet, you know. I do. But then there's like issues where they can delete row, like tap in a row and it's on, already got a name on it or something or. I know, I really, 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 like, you know what MailChimp should do? MailChimp, if you're listening to this, you need to do this. They should have an offline submission where you can submit a form. And No, know. well, that, or but it, or even, like, even, like, if they had a freaking QR code that people could scan, and then on their own phones, they could just enter in their name, because when they sign up for the mailing, the, you know, the mailing address it's going to show you what date they signed up for so yeah i mean we you, you can do a qr code of anything and you could create a landing page on mailchimp it's a giveaway page and it just has a form that takes all your giveaway info so ryan create a qr code and so people scan it and then they enter the giveaway on Google Forms, and then Google Forms, it submits it to a, a spreadsheet, and then you can just auto-import all that stuff. Well, why do that? Why don't just create the form on MailChimp, and the landing page has that form in it, and then it okay, automatically fine. goes to your mailing list. <laughs> do that. <laughs> I don't want to import anything. Yeah. 
And then I wanted to automatically fire off a automated thing once I pick a winner and it sends out the email with to everyone with all the good info. So do that. And like that has to be that's part of the giveaway, right? That they have to sign up for it on their phones. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit of a curve there where they have to have know what a QR code is and how to scan it. Well, and most that conversation, phones, depending most on, phones have a QR scanner in just the regular Yeah, but you gotta, you got to find it, and they got to – some people are older and don't understand that or, you know. Is there a text code maybe? Text this to here? And we'll I don't know. I don't think that's a easy thing, but we'll find out. All right, so we're done with the last mug of the night. Is it? Yeah. Some people like a bigger handle. Oh no, it I'm I'm not saying airier, that's a bad big. It's 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 big. Okay. All right, so this is the last mug of the night. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Those that came back and listened to all of our visual talk. Yeah, that was a little not on topic. <laughs> in the least. But that's all right. That's part of what happens in the studio. Yeah. And those that watched on the video, thanks so much for watching. Yeah. We will catch you next time. And I'm sure Becca's going to keep recording after this, but. I'm not, actually. I'm peacing out. All right. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. Save it. I'm saving it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to follow me or Ryan, you can follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Five Lines Pottery Studio. It's the number five. And his Instagram is at RD Ceramics. That's ours and Ryan Diaz and Durbin Ceramics. And we would love for you to follow us, but we would also love it if you gave us a review on, on whichever platform that you're listening on and if you tell your friends. We really enjoy doing this and we hope that we can do it some more and have some great conversations. Thanks.